Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Today is Super Bowl Sunday, the day that we are wearing our favorite sports team, the Jayhawks. Of course, they're not in the Super Bowl, but their basketball team's pretty good. Anyway, welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. Lord, I ask you to give Lou your anointing this morning. I ask you to fill his mouth and his heart with your fire and help us to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I receive that, the fire. Holy Ghost fire. Okay, so here's a question for you, brothers and sisters. Is God love? Everyone said yes. Okay, here is the Prophecy Club app. I encourage you all to get that and support Prophecy Club and Spirit of Prophecy Church. And we have a missionary in... Singapore, a couple girls, Leslie and Tamara, and Leslie has a trainingtheprophets.com. If you want to be trained up as a minister or an evangelist or a prophet, if you have that call, come, go to the website and contact Leslie Johnson. This is my website, White Horse Outreach, and... We are doing YouTubes, and like, share, subscribe to our channel. Thank you much. So, as I ask you, is God love? And everyone said yes. Is he really love, or does God have some hate? Okay, that's a question. Does God hate? I heard some yeses. He hates sin. Well, here's a scripture about God and his love. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Think about that. If you don't love, this says you don't even know God. So, brothers and sisters, if God is love, does God hate? Let's find out. So we're going to talk about Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. And this says seven things God hates. And I'm going to make three connections with you today with God's word and the end times and the new age. This, this, I went down a rabbit hole on this PowerPoint that I was not expecting. I was shocked at what I found out. But the new age is really blossoming today. Uh, which is a bad thing. So, uh, you people here in the church today, have you ever seen a totem pole? Yeah. yeah. She's from the Midwest, and several of them seen totem poles. This is a totem pole. They're actually animal. You know, they're, they represent animals. Yeah. Apostle Stan says demons. They they are. But they represent animal spirits and animals and spirits. And this is kind of new agey talk here, but animal totems are power animals. That's new age talk. They are a power animal, guides that offer us guidance in times of need. Well, that is a familiar spirit or an evil uh, spirit that is trying to communicate with you, and the people actually welcome them in so they can get guidance. But we have a spirit that we can get guidance from in Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne 
of grace and obtain mercy and find help and find grace in a time of need. When we need something, all we got to do is go to our Lord. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father. That's our guide, right? We don't need to go to a totem pole with spirit animals and go after the occult. So let's talk about these things that uh, God hates. Oh, here's hate speech. Who, who was the, you know, the creator of hate speech? You know, nowadays they say it's us, the Christians. We hate because, you know, we condemn sin. You know, homosexuals, you know, we don't hate the people, but we hate the sin. But because we hate the sin and we tell them they got to stop that, we're the haters. And so they ban us on YouTube and Facebook and, and you know, they're assaulting our speech. But I'm going to say the, the first hate speech is right from the word of God. You know, all the enemy does is copycat and counterfeit what God made. Amen? This is, um, I pulled it off of, I don't know what, uh, it was the internet, some uh, dictionary thing. But this is really vague. This is the definition of hate speech. But it's so vague. See, you could be profiled with this very easily. And it says abusive or threatening speech or writing that expresses prejudice on the basis of ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, or similar grounds. Don't you think we could be attacked by that? It's so vague. Yes, we can. Proverbs 6, 19, uh, 6, 16 through 19. Number one, six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination unto him. This is God's word. A proud look. <laughs> okay. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Uh, this is almost quoted wrong all the time. Pride comes before a fall, but that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says pride goes before destruction, and it'll have a spirit before a fall. And Leslie always reminds me of this. Because words do mean things, and we gotta quote it right. So pride goes before destruction. Psalms 105, 101, verse 5. Whoso privately slanders his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. The Lord's not going to put up with this. And, you know, he does look on the outside appearance, but what he really looks at is the heart. And so he's not just talking about what's on the physical outside. He's looking into your spirit. Your heart is part of your spirit when you get saved continually wicked wicked. yeah the heart is continually wicked who can know it this is a scary scripture it says cut off what does that mean does that mean we get kicked out of church or does that mean we get kicked out of heaven cut off you know if i cut off one of my plants uh, most of them don't come back some do they or like a weed, you can't get rid of them. But most of them, when you cut them off, they die. Now, this is where this PowerPoint is going to take a strange turn. You see this is a peacock, and they're associated with pride. And uh, they have a scripture here, Proverbs. Proverbs has a lot to say about life. Proverbs 21.4, a haughty look, a proud heart. You see, the peacock is just a overgrown chicken that has a coat of many colors walking around you know and they flash their tail 
look at me. I'm beautiful. I'm special. I look a lot better than all you guys. You know, kind of like Satan was the most beautiful uh, creation. Yeah, the most beautiful cherub created. And, and he was like that. You know, everybody thought, man, this guy looks so awesome. Well, that's your peacock. Oh, yes, the noise that the uh, peacock makes, it sounds uh, uh, like a woman getting uh, her head cut off, screams bloody murder. Yeah. Right, and it does it mostly at night, right? Yeah, it does it mostly at night. All night long. Yeah, all night long, so and they're... Loud. Yeah, loud, too. We don't have any... Un- you're killing somebody. <laughs> Apostle sure. Stan says the neighbors think you're killing somebody. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, uh, they make some racket. So uh, you've heard this before, all that glitters is not gold, and you've also heard the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. That is not true. That's a lie. You know, as soon as he says, bloom where you're planted, don't go to the other side. Don't be like the chicken that crossed the road. Stay where you're at. So let's talk about this uh, bird, this peacock, which I pulled this off the New Age website. It's called the Peacock Totem Animal. It's describing this bird. And what these people do is they channel the power animal of peacock. They channel it. In other words, they welcome this spirit to come into them so they can have these traits. Beauty, splendor, pride, eloquence, and demonstrative. Okay, I like to demonstrate the power of God, not the peacock spirit animal. Amen? Yeah, they speak, they sound like death. You know, Christians need to have discernment. I really think the mainstream Christianity. You know, I talk about this. They say, Lou, you have a critical spirit. I used to say no, but now I do. I agree with them. I do have a critical spirit. And I'm saying most of mainstream Christianity has got witchcraft and, and new age in it, and they're way off base. You need to repent and turn back to God. Take that, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> Revelation 12.4. I'm going to tie this in with the peacock, this bird. It says, uh, talking about Satan, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Let's go back. You see the tail there? That's the, look how big that is. If you compare that to Satan, when Satan fell, his tail was the attractive part. That's why they joined with him in league. And as it says in the scripture, the angels left their first estate and uh, Genesis 6 and all the trouble we've had because of that. Even today, it's still continuing. The peacock totem is a powerful animal totem with many positive traits that we can use for guidance. I say that's a bunch of hooey. We want to have the Holy Ghost as our guide. The peacock totem gives us a chance to emulate. That means we're supposed to look like the characteristics of the peacock to better ourselves in life. One should be in sync with most, if not all, of these totem symbols of the peacock to be able to attain the best results from your spirit guide. People are on the Internet looking at this stuff. I don't know why I always bring these messages, but uh, like I said... I go down some rabbit holes. Anyway, Proverbs twenty nine, eighteen. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
But he that keeps the law, happy is he. See, we have to have vision. If we don't have vision, we're just uh, like a boat without a rudder. We're going to go where the wind blows us, right? Which the world is going to push us. If we don't know what we're supposed to be doing and acting and the call of God on our life, the world is going to push you to conform to Egypt. Death. And if we know where we're going, we're grounded in the word of God. we got a rudder. And the light will shine on our path. It'll be a lamp to our feet. Whatever we touch will prosper. Our feet will take ground from the enemy. We can build the kingdom. We can function. We can have protection. Clarify that vision is not a vision where everybody thinks that vision is the word of God. Okay, Mrs. Young says the vision is not having an open vision or something like that. The vision is the word of God. Yeah, like I'll say it, Revelation. You could translate or switch out no vision and say it this way. Where there is no revelation of God's word, the people perish. We need that revelation. Here we go back to the peacock, the spirit animal. See, they have vision. But we're supposed to get our vision from God's word. Dignity, prestige, sensuality, translate that to carnality, the flesh. They walk in the flesh. Look at me, I am somebody. Generous expansiveness. Joshua one seventy. only be thou strong and very courageous. See, we're supposed to be courageous through God's word. And the reason God told these uh, Hebrews to be courageous was because they were fearful Why were they fearful? Because they had to cross the Jordan and there are giants on the other side of the river. And they go, well, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. See, fear is Satan's tactic to get you off track. If you got fear, perfect fear casts out love. Um, Peace is not the opposite of fear. The opposite of fear is love. The opposite of love is fear. So he's saying be courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to the law. We've got to read our Bible, and then we have to do what it says. Amen? You can't just read it and, and live how you want. You have to change and apply it. Onward, it says, Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosper wherever thou goest. No. Are we preaching a prosperity gospel? According to this, if you read God's word, you're going to prosper. You're going to live and not die. Now, our body may die, but we'll still live, right? We'll have a, an estate in heaven, right? Uh, where moth can't eat and rust won't corrupt. And back to the peacock. The spirit animal offers lessons in self-love, you know, because we're so awesome. We just, don't we love ourselves? <laughs> Honor, integrity, and facing challenges with courage and confidence. That's why we read God's word. So, you know, me and God, that makes a majority, right? Same way with you. Yea, though I walk through the valley after the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. You know, you and God make a majority. No weapon formed against you can prosper. We're supposed to get these things from God's word, and that's where we get our confidence from, not a a stupid, evil uh, uh, spirit channeling the peacock. They are associated with spirituality. See, there are a lot of people who are spiritual, but they're not connected to Jesus. They're not connected to the Bible, but they're they're doing yoga and home. You know, they're doing all this witchcraft and 
Reiki, transferring the power of the universe into their bodies, and then they wonder why they're sick. Awakening, what would that be? The kundalini awakening, when the serpent goes up your spine and comes out your head, and then you realize all this time that you are God. I'm God. You know, because now I've been awakened. That's the kundalini awakening, the serpent. Wisdom, balance, and of course, beauty. When the peacock shows up in your life, you're being encouraged to allow others to see your true, magnificent self, because I am so awesome. (laughs) All right, vision, royalty. Yeah, we're royalty, aren't we? We're a chosen nation, a royal priesthood. Spirituality, awakening, guidance, protection, watchfulness. And it talks about the tail. Okay, let's look at this. Do you see? This is so interesting. The tail has eyes. Do you know the Illuminati is taught, even on your $1 bill, has a pyramid with the eye on it? You know, everything in the occultism is to do with the eye. You see the eyes? That's just a coincidence. (laughs) The peacock spirit animal has the energy of 777. That's new age talk right there. You know, I used to have people, this is back in Iowa years ago, we had a little Bible study and the people... You know, we didn't know who they were. They were coming in, and they go like, that's bad energy. Bad energy. <laughs> instant manifestation energy. I like God's instant manifestation when I say be healed, and they're made well right there on the spot. You cast out a demon, and they leave instantly. I like that manifestation. You know, the Holy Ghost can manifest too. Amen? It's... Time now to manifest. Use your spiritual eye to manifest your reality. See, there's, there, there you go. We're talking about pride. Seven things God hates. Pride, a haughty look. Number two thing is a lying tongue. Is there a spirit animal connected to that? <laughs> okay, Jeremiah 7, 8. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Why would they do that? You know, this is how the demonic kingdom sets up it starts with a lie then you have an idol it turns into an idol and then behind that is a demon there's power in the dark kingdom and being a deliverance minister i cast out a lot of demons but you don't always have to cast out a demon if you can get the people to receive god's word and accept the truth the lie will be broken and the demon will automatically leave all by itself and you don't even have to cast them out seen it many times Many times. So, you know, people are being lied to, and we're being programmed on the Internet and with music. And trust me, today at the Super Bowl, people have paid billions of dollars to program you with commercials so that you'll buy a product, you're being programmed, or listen to this music, or do something. They're, I mean, they know what they're doing. You don't know what's happening. But we're being bombarded with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, program. That's why they call it programming. You're being programmed to follow their order, which is the new world order. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Psalms 52.3, thou lovest evil more than good. Well, certainly that couldn't happen in America, where they call good uh, evil and evil good, and they lie more than a rug. They lie rather than to speak righteousness. You know, sometimes... 
they lie so much that it would be better, it would sound better if they would tell the truth because the lie just sounds so stupid. They they don't even try to hide it anymore. Here we have the fox, uh, which they have the, it's a 666. I think you guys have been taught that before. Let's talk about the fox spirit animal. You see this little thing here? You know what that is? That's a dream catcher. So you hang that over your bed when you're sleeping at night that the evil spirits won't give you bad dreams. Well, all that does is open a portal so you get bad dreams and you get a familiar spirit. And uh, if you got those things, you need to throw it in the garbage or burn it and repent. And uh, Proverbs 3 I can't remember the exact address, but it says, I lay down with no fear. My sleep will be sweet. Many people don't. They call, I can't sleep at night. I'm on medications. Uh, I'm I'm afraid to go to bed. I get attacked. Well, you need to be praying. Uh, I lay down with no fear. My sleep will be sweet. So you can have restful sleep and wake up. You go into the REM sleep mode, and that's deep sleep where you rest, and you wake up in the morning. You go, man, I feel good. Instead of waking up, oh, man, I didn't sleep good. I'm tired. I'm worn out. You're fatigued. Because you're being attacked by night spirits. Okay, this is more new age. While the fox spirit animal symbolizes wisdom and adaptability, it also has a darker side. Hmm, must be a coincidence. Associated with deception and lies in the art of deceit. There's people that are artfully deceiving all of us. That's what the devil does. He's the father of lies, right? Yeah, you don't think he's bouncing this stuff off of you, but in the spirit realm, you got this spirit. I'm not saying he's in you, but he's close to you, and he's going, take this thought, 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 and you get tired of fighting it. And many people let their guard down and take the thought, and then once they receive it, then they act on it, and that's when you sin. So having bad thoughts is not a sin. You're supposed to take uh, pull them down, cast them down, casting you down strongholds. This is known, talking about the spirit animal of fox, known for their cunning cult- nature. Foxes often use their intelligence to deceive others for personal gain. Well, let's put that into the uh, new age. You know, artificial intelligence, you think you're not going to get deceived. Now you got the, the, the metro, uh, what do they call it, the metaverse. You're in fantasy. It's not real. That's the matrix. That's where we're headed. Fantasy. Away from God. Demonic. Evil. Destructive. Death. That's where we're headed. Did Jesus have something to tell a fox? What would Jesus say? Oh, he had something to say about a fox. Let's look at this. Luke 13, 32. As Jesus speaking, he said, And he said unto them, Go tell that fox. This is Herod. Behold, I cast out devils. Amen. I do cures. Amen. And today and tomorrow and the third day I shall be perfected. And he was. So Jesus talked to the fox, Herod. So the spirit fox means cleverness, independence, playful, mischievous, beauty, protection, and good luck. All new age. All bad. All lies. Physical or mental responsiveness, increased awareness, seeing through deception, called to be discerning. Well, we're supposed to have a discerning spirit, which is one of the gifts, nine gifts of the spirit, is a discerning spirit. So we can tell what spirit is actually operating. 
instead of going like, I never hear God's voice. He doesn't talk to me. Oh, yeah, Bill says because you don't read your Bible. But the scripture says, my sheep know my voice and another I will not follow. So if you get connected to Jesus, you will hear his voice. You will, because you, yeah, as you said, you got to read the Bible. The, the word will come alive. It will speak to you. It will tell you who you are and where you're going. The ability to find your way around, to be swift in tricky situations. Mrs. Young, you can be tricky in those sticky situations. <laughs> Get out of trouble, right? Do Christians want to be tricky? I think not. I don't think Christians want to be tricky. No, we want to be standing on the rock so when the winds come and the waves come, the house stands, right? But the man that built his house on the sand is going to fall. So the fox is not as tricky as he thinks he is. Uh, you know, like Nixon called him Tricky Dick. It didn't go so well for him. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. Affinity with nocturnal activities and dreams. I got something to say about that. See, the witching hour is from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. When you're sleeping at nighttime, that's when the enemy likes to play. No, he plays during the daytime, but he really likes to play at night. And so when you're sleeping, you get the nightmares, you get the bad dreams, you get attacked by incubus as a succubus. Um, I call them beasts of the field, which is actually a spirit of death, which you'll see in Isaiah. It says uh, the screech owl looks for a place to find rest and finds none. But that spirit is Lilith, which is death. And um, it's real. It's a real spirit. And many people have that on their bloodline, and you just have all kinds of problems. And Satan, you know, if he can't kill you fast, he'll kill you slow over a lifetime. And he especially likes to get uh, attached to your children because if he can steal their heritage when they're little— they can never get to where the Lord has called them to be. So they start with the youngsters. Fox toad meeting. I got to read over here. Liminal creatures. That means I'm going to say the word shapeshifters. It means they can go through different worlds. So, I mean, this is all new age stuff that we're talking about here. So, um, yeah, it's witchcraft. Uh, foxes teach you how to walk between worlds. See beyond the veil. See, we're not. This is this is witchcraft. We're not supposed to go seeking after the um, hidden knowledge, the secret societies, and, and try to uh, find out how much power we have from the dark side. But they they play on both sides of the fence, and they invite magic and mystery into your life. And when it says magic, it's not. We're not talking about card tricks. We're talking about witchcraft. Uh, foxes are masters of adaptability, invisibility, camouflage, uh, and Jesus was invisible. You know, they tried to throw him off the cliff, and, and there was a crowd, but somehow he just walked out of there without being seen. Now, isn't that amazing? You know, it's Satan is copycatting our kingdom. They're associated with the fire element, sacral chakra, and potent creation energy. Chakras are associated with Eastern religion and mysticism and yoga, and you have seven of them, and when you open the third eye, and that's when you realize I'm God. So these are all bad things. Uh, and so we're talking about uh, seven things God hates, and this is the spirit, the lie. God hates a lying uh, tongue, which is associated with the fox. John 7:38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, said has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, we are supposed to have the power 
of God. And this word belly, if you look that up in the Strong's, it, it means womb. And in the spirit realm, men have a problem with this. Women do not. But we, we have, a, as a man, we have a womb. The, the, out of our wombs shall flow rivers of We have the creative power to speak things into existence. And I'll just tell you, the Christian church isn't doing a very good job because they took prayer out of schools. What happened to the Christians that have a connection with God and can pray? You know, we, we just laid down like a doormat and Satan just walked right in. You know, uh, I could go on. We can birth things. We can birth things into the spirit realm that are invisible. We can reach into heaven and get our blessing and, and have it manifest. That's the power we have. And you get that one way you get it. The best way, in my opinion, is to get baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues and spend hours praying in tongues. And that's the doorway to all the other gifts, the miracles, the, the prophecy, the healings, the signs and wonders. You've got to put your time in. You know, God is not going to drop a golden brick on your head just because you go, Lord, I want to do some awesome things in your kingdom. Just bless me. He's, he'll, you know, smile at you and go, yeah, nice job, little child. But uh, you're, you're not going to raise the dead and cast out devils and heal the sick until you get some strength in your spirit, man, to move these spirits out of the way, to get the job done. God is a God of order, says Mrs. Young. Yes, he is. Everything decently and in order. Okay, we talked about that's your number and strong. Out of your womb shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, I don't think I want to be, be labor this any longer. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Surely not in America. Uh, yeah, we talk about Moloch and Baal worshipers, which sacrifice innocent children called abortion yeah we're the haters because you know we want a marriage between a man and a woman no premarital sex and you don't sex and you don't have to abort your child hands that shed innocent blood psalms 106 38 and shed innocent blood even the blood of their sons and of their daughters they call it passing your child through the fire whom they sacrificed unto the idols of canaan and the land was polluted with blood. Do you think America could possibly be polluted with blood? Mm -hmm. There's a payday coming. And, uh, 30 million aborted babies? 30 million. Apostle Stan says 30 million aborted babies. Our land is polluted. Our hands are covered with blood. Innocent blood, yeah. And these things, these... Uh, the, the Canaanite spirits are still, they're in America today. These, these uh, are not just uh, the Canaanites, which was a tribe that died. These are spirits. They were in the, the land of the giants, were Nephilim descendants. And this spirit is alive. It's still working today. And that's why we have wars and rumors of wars. It's the ancient spirits trying to be Number one, the Antichrist is going to be from one bloodline, and they're fighting to see which bloodline is going to come out on top. And that's why we have all the problems today. It's all spiritual stuff. And we're supposed to be out there fighting that stuff on the battlefield, taking demon scalps. Amen? Amen. There's your child's sacrifice. I don't know if you can see this, but here, that looks like an American there. He's got a suit and tie on. 
uh, there looks like the Catholic. It's it's a world religion. Point out what they're doing. Yeah. What? Okay. So this is a the, this apostle Stan said the cow God. This says passing through the fire. And the scripture says, do not allow your children to pass through the fire. So what they're doing is they take a newborn baby, and these you see the fire here, and they they got these hands of bronze, and they get red hot, and they put the baby right on there, and they burn that thing alive. And these guys are beating on drums really loudly. So all the people down here, whoops, all the people down here can't hear the baby screaming his head off while he's being cooked. Yes, Mrs. Young, you want to add something? Yeah, the drumming and the she says the they're opening the spirit realm with the drums and the music and and basically they're having a worship service here. Yeah, yeah. They're worshiping Satan by sacrificing their children. Apostle Stan. Also, if you look between the horns, you see a moon. What that really yeah, is right is a moon there. because they do this on the full moon. Yeah, it's a moon god too. Islam. Oh, how many friends did I make there? Or not make. Thus, innocent blood will not be shed in the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance so that you will not be guilty of bloodshed. And this is Deuteronomy. We know the Hebrews went into the land and it says they sacrificed under every green tree. They didn't change their ways. They made friends with the giants and the Nephilims and the ites and their foreign gods, and their evil practices, and they were supposed to wipe them out. See, everybody thinks our God is a mad, mean, you know, God that doesn't love people, but they were polluted. Child sacrifice. We were supposed to take those giants and cut their heads off and wipe them out. Man, woman, child, burn their house down and kill their animals. Take nothing. No survivors. Kill them all. Wipe them clean. And they didn't do it. And because they didn't do it, we still have these spirits even today. And not just spirits, but there is bloodlines that are physical that are still fighting for control of the world. Call the New World Order. So they didn't do a very good job of eliminating our problems. They just made them worse. Isaiah 59, 7. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. You know, they can't wait to do evil. This is happening today. Their thoughts, their thoughts, think about what's going through your mind. Their thoughts are of iniquity. That means repeated sin that even if you wanted to, you cannot stop because it's so deeply ingrained into you. Even though you don't want to do it, you can't stop it. It's wasting and destruction are in their paths. This is in every country around the globe. These evil spirits, their thoughts are evil. Uh, that's so sad uh, nowadays. The internet, you know, can be used for so so much good, but I see so much evil on the internet. So, I mean, women with no clothes on, and they're performing all kinds of perverted things, and the music and. It's just, it's disgusting. And, you know, 
Years ago, I used to block some of that stuff like once in a while, but now if I even go to Facebook, for instance, I, I got to block three or four or five things daily, and I don't really spend that much. Soon he says I'm on there all the time, but I'm in my office working, but I'm really not over the Internet looking at stupid stuff all day long. But if I do take 20 minutes and look at some Facebook stuff, I got to block so much stuff. It's just pathetic. I mean, you, you should see my block list on my phone. I mean, I can scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. It's, I block these things. They're wicked. It's pervasive. It's everywhere. Number four thing God hates, a heart that devises wicked imaginations. And I'll, we'll also say in the scripture, they, they also talk about a wicked heart of unbelief. These are wicked things. Wicked imaginations is wicked thoughts or fantasy. The, different, the definition of wicked, the way I would explain it is, if you smoke one cigarette, that would be a sin, for example. But if you're a chain smoker, that's wicked. Or that's iniquity. In other words, they do it on an ongoing, continual, mm-hmm. habitual basis. Yeah, we, we could actually say they're hooked. Yeah. You know, and I used to smoke. And uh, when we went back to church years ago, I was still smoking. And I would go to a mission trip for two weeks, and I wouldn't smoke. But I'd come back home, man, that urge, you know, I'd have them in my desk drawer and you know how you start looking for cigarettes in the lighter, you know? Ah, man, that tasted so good. I'd probably turn green and fall over if I smoked a cigarette today. But uh, God showed up at our home one day. The yeah, I felt that. Wow. One day I smoked, one day I didn't. It was one heartbeat. He took that away in one heartbeat and other things. It's real. 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations. This is a memory scripture verse. You all need to memorize this. Casting down thoughts and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity. We take them thoughts captive, every thought, to the obedience of Christ. We've got to cast it down. Casting down is a violent warfare term, we, you know, because... In the spirit realm, they're going, take this thought, take this thought, take this thought, take this thought. You know, do pornography. Go to the computer. Do it now. Go. You're lonely. Go. It'll be fun. Or alcohol or whatever that the enemy, all he's got to do is find a little crack and he can get in. And, and, you know, they say a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. He's not going to come in the front door. He's going to crawl under the fence go over the top, he's going to sneak in, he's going to come in the back door, he's going to look for a weak area, and that's where you're going to get attacked. So some might be drugs, some might be pornography, some might be alcohol, some might be anger, it doesn't matter. You know, pick your poison. He's going to look for your weak spot. He's going to get you. And so you always got to be on guard. And you can't just let your mind race. And uh, he, you cannot beat Satan in the flesh. He'll whip you every time. He's, he's, he's the master of manipulator in the flesh you only can win when you're in the spirit just like jesus it is written and he used the word of god and the sword of the lord too and then it says the devil left him for a season so he didn't go away permanently even for our god jesus he left him for a season but he came back and pestered him and that's what he does to us amen so we always got to be on guard 
Hebrews 3.12, take heed. It means be careful, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. These are Christians because it says depart. You were a Christian, but now you have departed. The train has left the station, and you, didn't, you weren't on it. You departed from the living God. That's called an evil heart and unbelief. Christians can have one of these things. Self-professing people that say, I know Jesus. You can still have a heart that don't believe. Number five thing God hates. Feet that be swift in running towards mischief. Well, we wouldn't do that, would we? Before I got saved, man, that's all I wanted to do. Every time there was a party, I wanted to be there. Every time something was, some ruckus was going on, I wanted to be there. And you know what? I wound up in the wrong place at the wrong time a lot of times. And you know what? It cost me a lot of money. I had to pay with, you know, that green stuff that we all try to get. Yeah. Amen. Proverbs. You know, I'm, I'm telling you from my experience. You know, I've been there, done that. So trust me. Take advice from Apostle Lou. Don't go there. You won't like it. Proverbs 10.23, it is as sport to a fool. In other words, he loves, you know, we have a sports thing going on today, you know. I call it satanic worship, the Super Bowl. People worship that stuff. You know, how many millions does it cost to get your seats up high? And, I mean, it's a religion. It's an idol. It's a lie. It's an idol, and there's demons. It is sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding has wisdom, or a woman. Men, mankind, we Christians have understanding, we have wisdom. Proverbs twenty four sixteen. For a just man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. See, I hear this a lot. Oh, Pastor Lou, I'm so tired of fighting. You know, I've just fallen over and over. Well, here the scripture says you're going to fall seven times. You know, put your big girl pants on, put your big boy pants on, get up, dust your feet off. Pull your sword out and get back in the fight, right? You can't quit. And I know I've quit, but I've come back. And many people have quit. That's not a problem, but you got to, it's a lie. We're more with us than with them. We got to get back on the battlefield. We can win this thing. We can win. I read the last chapter. We win. And we can do it now. Number six, a false witness that speaks lies. Surely that wouldn't happen in America. You know, all the trials going on about he said, he said, she said, and they're bringing in false witnesses. We can prove it because these guys said so. (laughs) They're lying like a rug. Do not bear false witness. A false witness shall not be unpunished. A false witness shall not be unpunished. Who's going to punish you? God, but God's not going to punish you. It's the demons he's allowing to attack you. And he will send people to punish you himself. Yeah, he will. Uh, It might even have uh, your wife kick your behind if you get out of line. I see some of the men smiling. And he that speaks lies shall not escape. He that speaks lies shall not escape. Proverbs 19.5. This is scary. Number seven thing God hates. He that sows discord among brethren. You know, that's called a schism or troublemaker uh, in the church. 
This is talking about believers. See, here we have a picture. Is death sowing discord, you know, like in the, even in the scriptures it says, look at my field, there's tares. Who did that? The enemy. The enemy is sowing tares in our field, the Christians. You know, we can't get away from this guy. He's a supernatural beast that wants to take us out in the body bag. Um, guy or woman. Or woman. Or woman. Amen. Oh, Proverbs, I believe, forwardness is in his heart. He divides mischief continually. He sows discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. That means disaster. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. We don't want to be that guy, right? I pray for broken people. And because of the blood of Jesus, we have a remedy. Uh, I'll just give you a tip. It's better to have divine health and walk in health than to be sick and call me up and go like, I got this issue. I need you to pray. And then we're asking Jesus to heal. Come on in, you lovely couple from Grapevine. Thank you for coming to see me. (laughs) All right. Okay. So we do have, uh, that's the end of this uh, Seven Things God Hates. I'm advertising the Can't Operate Deliverance class in two weeks. Uh, You online, if you're close or you want to come and learn about deliverance, two weeks at Richardson, Texas. Uh, Read it. uh, Copy it. Saturday, February 24th, 9.30 till 5. We may even go longer, but uh, what are we going to do there? Coffee and donuts, a few worship songs, some testimonies, deliverance teaching, have a nice, wonderful lunch, renounce, which means we break agreements with the enemy. Spiritual warfare means we cast out devils. You can get some deliverance, deliverance and healing. After that's done, we'll pray for healing. And anybody that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to. I want to say. I want to throw in a plug. I know that there's somewhere between a thousand to two thousand people going to see this over the next week to ten days. I have had. Um, Lou and Sunni speak at our crusades. They are excellent. Their ministry is deliverance. And the truth is, if you live in America, you need deliverance. (laughs) Someplace, somehow, somewhere, you've got something in you that needs to come out. So even if it involves an airline ticket or if it involves several hours drive, my advice is that you get yourself to this meeting. They do a wonderful job in a very difficult, and I'm even going to say a dirty ministry. I think it's the filthiest ministry out there because it's dealing with the filthiest things of the devil. And frankly, most people, including me, I don't want to do it, don't want to handle it. Most pastors don't want to handle it. Most churches won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. But these guys are excellent. They're called to do it. I mean, Cindy and Lou can both get up here and talk all day long on their experiences. They know what they're talking about. So if you're having trouble sleeping at night, get there. 
If you can't keep these evil thoughts out of your head, you should be there. And some other reasons you should be there are? If you're sick, you know, you, the order is Mark 16, 17, and 18. These signs and wonders will follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out demons. That's the part everybody skips over. They like the signs and wonders, so they lay hands on the sick and they can be healed. But you got to get rid of the evil spirit before you can get healed. So we don't pass that over. We eliminate the evil spirits, and then we pray for healing. So if you're sick of any kind, you know, headaches, uh, cancer. Uh, we've seen people with cancer heal, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, glaucoma, eye diseases, uh, can't hear, Crohn's disease. If you don't know what that is, I mean, I've seen God do some instant miracles. See if you can put that up. Uh, in a full screen mode to where they can be sure and get this because it's kind of small. Uh, what happened was the Cambodian Angelican Church has asked them, Blue and Sunni, to come in and do this seminar. And we want to explode it. In other words, we want them looking around saying, oh my, here's two more coming in. Where are we going to set them? If you're having trouble... And you are. Pride goeth before destruction. The haughty spirit before a <laughs> In other words, we all have problems. And I'm going to say it this way. If you have not been... The hard way to, is to go through a private deliverance session. The easy way is to go to this meeting. Hopefully... This meeting can solve it, and you don't have to say, oh, okay, uh, we need something bigger and better. We need hands laid on. We need probably oil on. We need some serious praying over it. Hopefully, you can just go to this meeting and get whatever it is that is wrong fixed because we all have something wrong. That's why the blood of Jesus is there. So I encourage you, get to this meeting. You know, if you have trouble sleeping at night, there's bad thoughts and all these things. Get there. Okay, so that's my plug. Anything else? Thank you. No, on? I think we're concluding. It's donut time. Coffee and donut. Bless the coffee and donuts. And thank you all for coming and watching. Like, share, and subscribe. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, and welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. I have a couple of quick announcements before we get the service started. Um, on March 10th, right after the service, there will be a baby shower for Jessica Cameron and Kate Gallo, they will be, um, we'll have food, presents, it'll be great. Um, Jessica needs diapers and baby wipes. And please include all gift receipts in case they need to exchange. She's having, they're both having boys. And Kate needs everything because she's got two little girls and this is her first boy, so she needs all things boy, which is very exciting. Okay, and then... Just a reminder, intercessory, intercessory prayer with Kate Gallo. Uh, February 15th, please sign up for the Zoom call. It is 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. on February 15th. So that's this coming Thursday. And I think it is about time for offering. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good to see all 15 of you. Bless the Lord. Time for offering.
tithes and offerings. Bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. God says, the word says, you stole from me. And they go, where do we steal from you? In tithes and offerings. And uh, give into the uh, storehouse of God. Press down, shaken together, you get a return. You reap what you sow. So if you sow love, you get a return of love. If you sow money, you'll get a return of money. If you sow chickens, guess what you're going to have? You reap what you sow. You know, if you plant tomatoes, you don't get corn, right, Suni? So if you have a financial issue, it's good to sow money. And if you need a car, give away a car. And the Lord is going to, amen, you reap what you sow. I mean, you can't break God's word. You online, I uh, believe you can scroll down or find the, the Prophecy Club app. You can give on that. You also can become a member of Spirit of Prophecy Church and join with us to kick the devil in the teeth and to build the kingdom of heaven. Amen. We also have a couple girls, Prophet Leslie and Tamara in Singapore, missionaries today. Today, they're there today. Training and equipping, so your support, you can be a partaker, amen? So I wanted to come up here today because I want to specifically pray in addition to what comes in this physical offering here in Plano, Texas Church, but also this came to me in the mail. This is a donation that was given uh, by the online people. So I want to be sure and remember and pray for the online. As a matter of fact, we are told that uh, a large portion, I don't know exactly what it is, of uh, what supports this church is the online people. So thank you very much. So this represents all the online people, and this represents all the people in here, and so we're putting it together and we're saying, Lord, we thank you. We know that all of this is your hand, and we cannot outgive you. And we have watched times where we gave, hoping for nothing in return, and it came back. And Lord, we don't give because we want to get, but we know that you are a God of love. And you are a God that does repay. Prove me now herewith. So Lord, we thank you for your hand, for giving, guiding, directing, protecting. We thank you for all of these gifts and ask you to guide us and direct us in our giving in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We bless this. I pray it was given with cheer, so receive it and cheer. We ask you to do that, Lord, and to return back. 30, 60, 100 full, as the scripture says, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Meet their needs, and whatever that need is, Lord, get their bills paid. I speak debt cancellation over those who are in debt, which is bondage. We break that in Jesus' name and let this be planted in your kingdom and produce a harvest so you can have uh, be a partaker in that. We call it done by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And now it's time for praise and worship. Good morning. Is this microphone on? Can we put it up in the monitors a little bit more, please? Good morning. Thank you for coming, Mr. Gallo. 
Let's all stand. I want to pray before we get started with praise and worship this morning. Great and marvelous. Great and marvelous. Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify, glorify, glorify thy name. For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship, worship, worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. So, Father, we bow before you this morning. May every note that our bodies perform today be for your glory. May it be a sweet, sweet fragrance upon you at your throne. For you, Father, you created the heavens and the things that therein are. You created the earth and the things that therein are. And you created the seas and the things which are therein. And we absolutely, absolutely cast our crowns at your feet this morning. And may we be, through this praise and worship this morning, may we be a sweet, sweet fragrance upon you at your throne. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go.
worship you, Lord. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That's who you are. You are my God. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Hallelujah. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. 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 Oh, that is who you are. That is who you
that was anointed. It was. Now, Father, we ask for your anointing to come upon Apostle Stan. Lord, the scripture says, uh, without vision, the people perish. Uh, in other words, without the revelation of God's word, we perish. And it also says in Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Uh, why did I just draw a blank there? Hosea like 4, people. 6. <laughs> Get out of here, Satan. Shut up, Satan. <laughs> My people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? God's word. So, Father, give... The puzzle stand, the revelation of the word to explain it so we can receive it and take it out with us so that we can begin to do those things to build the kingdom of heaven that we will not leave the same way we came. We'll leave changed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Because you were slain, has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests. Lord, we thank you. We know that your hand has done it all. And I ask that you would fill my mouth and my heart with your words this morning, perhaps stronger than ever before, Help us all to be prepared for those things that are coming. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I'm going to tell you exactly the way it came. You know, my heart, and I think your heart, is to hear from the Lord on Sunday mornings. Not just a teaching. Not just a preaching. We want to hear from God. We want the anointing to be in the room. So... <laughs> I down about the same time, about the same place yesterday on my knees. Lord, what do you want to say? I couldn't get him to tell me anything. About that time, it was time for me to get the bread out of the, the oven. Made some bread. So I thought, okay, we'll come back and pray again. Got the bread out of the oven, cut it up, had a piece, went back to pray. Lord, what do you want to say tomorrow morning? You're the only one that knows the end from the beginning. I do not know what we all need to hear. I do not know what is coming. What do you want to say? And I heard Isaiah 13. <laughs> That's prophecy. No, no. Okay, fine. What do, we, what do you want us to hear? I couldn't get Isaiah 13 out of my mind. I thought, okay, fine. I didn't hear. I'll come back. So I went and watched the Jayhawks play and when went back I got down Lord what do you want to say to us it was the same thing Isaiah 13 I thought man that's prophecy you know I mean I try to bring just sermons on Sunday instead of all that prophecy stuff they want prophecy you can go to prophecy club right okay so the anointing touched me which feels kind of like a feeling right now it just feels like somebody, you know, have you ever had just someone touch like one hair on your head that's what it feels like I mean it feels different times different ways different words let's say am I hearing something there that's not God though <laughs> so I went to Isaiah 13 
And as I'm reading it, the anointing gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So I know. I'm not bringing you just a teaching this morning. I'm bringing you a, what I believe is a message from God. I hesitate to say it's probably... I, I know he's never talked to me like this before. And of course, I'm thinking, uh, it might be a good thing that Leslie's not here because she doesn't <laughs> want me to talk on prophecy. And I don't necessarily want to talk on prophecy, but this morning, I know I'm supposed to be bringing this to you. So, let me ask you a question. How many of you, on at least a weekly basis, go and watch one of the Prophecy Club programs? At least a weekly basis. Okay, good for you. The rest of you, I think I need to admonish you. Not because I want you watching. Because this is not Stan's ministry. This is God's ministry that he's bringing down through the Prophecy Club. Not just me. We had 130 speakers making 330 DVDs. It's not just Stan's ministry. God put that together, okay? So it's his message down through the Prophecy Club to his people. That's not just us. That's not just me. That's anybody that wants to know what God is saying in the last days. And so... I'm to encourage you, that's in a positive way, admonishes in a negative way, so I'm encouraging you, download our app, or go to Prophecy Club, or to YouTube, or Facebook, or Twitter, I mean, there's, we're just on like seven platforms. If there's a place we can put it out there we don't know about, tell us, we'll put it out there on that one too, on all the platforms. Because he is bringing very important messages Extremely important messages because America is in trouble. And I'm to tell you that there's not any more walking down the path. The path, <laughs> like there ain't no steps, it's always, I mean, in other words, we're about to walk over a cliff. The things that we've been talking about for my case, 30 years, are about to hit. And I'm, I'm sensing in here that it's, it's not over the horizon anymore. It's not at the end of the block. It might not be at the end of the driveway. I'm sensing it is at the front door. It's ringing the doorbell. This is a ring the doorbell message this morning. Okay, I'm going to get personal for a second because I want you to know what I'm feeling. I almost never sweat under the arms. I almost never. I am. That's how this message is affecting me. Like I'm, I'm bringing a very powerful word to you this morning. I want you to know this is not just your normal sermon. I'm not just teaching from the Bible this morning. God is saying to Spirit of Prophecy Church, online too, and whomever will listen, that your world is about to change. I told you, what, two weeks ago, I had four dreams. Two dreams one night, two dreams the next night. And then, I don't know, what was it, Saturday? I had another dream. And this, I'll tell you the dream on this one. I dreamed that I answered the phone and someone said, 
you need to make a payment. The lady on the phone. And I said, well, I don't have the money. She said, then you need to start selling stuff. And I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm doing that, by the way. I mean, we're tight. We're tight of the Prophecy Club. Now, I don't think the message was just for the Johnson family. I don't think the message is just for the Spirit of Prophecy Church or Prophecy Club. You should feel that toe stomp. You feel, should feel something tapping you on the shoulder saying, it's not just for us, it's for America. In other words, I believe America is about to be in a financial jam like we've never seen in our lifetime. And he wanted me to tell you, first of all, you need to start listening to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to say with what things are coming, I'm going to say even on a daily basis. It's not Stan's ministry, okay? It's no more entertainment. Yeah, I know. No, you don't. I'm putting a lot of stuff out these days. No, you don't know it. I've got three messages right now I'm afraid to put out. I may have to put, I may have to record them and put them over on the Prophecy Club website and just say, okay, because <laughs> I can't put it on the platform. I know. They will, they will, boom, they will do something. Because Coverstone was told that censorship is about to start turning the screws. You understand the devil owns all of the communications waves. I'm not talking about ABC, CBS, and ABC, and Fox News. Yes, those. But mm -hmm, the FB, the YT, I don't even say them. Because I know their filters pick me up. Oh, he's talking bad about us. They don't want me saying some things I'm going to say this morning. Oh, I've got another one. I love to tell you. But it would be hitting the nail on the head too hard. And I can almost guarantee you they'd take me off. Some of the things Leslie said last week scared me. We got, we're getting too close. As a matter, I'll tell you something else. So I called Sean. I said, we need more views. See, because they're, they're, they have some kind of way of like shadow banning us, where, where it's like a glass ceiling. Like we have about, let's take, talk about YouTube for a second. YouTube, I love you. We're not, we're not talking bad about you. I love YouTube. I love it. We have about 10,000 subscribers since they deleted our channel about a year ago. We should be at least 50 or 80,000 subscribers right now, but we can't buy a subscriber out there. So we're doing a little bit better on Facebook. We have 60,000 there. So I called Sean, my son. I said, Sean, I said, you got to get us more subscribers. I said, how about if we do some advertising? So I said, let tell you what, let's try $200. This relates to the message, okay? They're shutting, it's an election year, okay? They're shutting down the truth going out. They don't want DJT in. They don't want him in. And, and I believe that they will stop at nothing to see that he doesn't get in. I don't know what kind of dastardly deeds they've got planned this time, but rest assured, they've got all the demons from hell doing everything they can to stop it. 
how about we spend $200 on Facebook? I said, now, I don't exactly know how that works, but so we, we looked and over the last four weeks, okay, which one of the programs seems to be getting the best response? Put the money on that one, right? You know, the highest probability of getting a return, right? Okay. So he called me back in about 30 minutes. He said, they turned it down. What? Yeah, they, they, they won't play it. They won't take our money. We can't advertise? No. They've declined it. Okay, rule number one is someone trying to give you money? Take it. Take it. <laughs> rule number two is make it easy for them to give. Okay, that tells me that censorship is working hard and heavy. I'm to tell you this morning, the things that I'm about to talk about is basically saying God is about to judge America. The nation we live in is about to be judged. And everybody, including online, better be bending your ears forward and listening carefully if you want to hear what God is saying. So here we go. I'm to bring the judgment of Babylon. I have not put any yellow parts in this. I want us to glean everything that the Spirit will show us. So, Lord, show us the deep and secret things. Help us to understand what you're saying to us this morning. Receive it and prepare for it in Jesus' name. We are Babylon. We are Babylon the Great. And I think that Donald Trump hung the name great on us when he said, Make America Great Again. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. What does that mean? When they lift up the banner on the high mountain, hang on, don't read ahead. We're going to get there, believe me. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I can push a little button, it goes black, okay. It didn't go away. I made it go away. They put a banner on the high mountain because they're letting everybody know something. That's what he's saying. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. He's saying, let everybody know this. Exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand. What does that mean? Somebody done something. How many, you, right? Okay, you had the teacher shake, your, shake her head like this, right? Okay, we know what that means. Exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand. That they may go into the gates of the nobles. In other words, he's saying kings, queens, presidents, prime ministers, you need to be listening to this message. But no, they can't hear it because we're getting shadow banned. I've commanded my sanctified ones. Who's that? Well, we're part of that. The armies in heaven's part of that. I've commanded my sanctified ones. And I've also called my mighty ones for mine anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. What? What's he saying? I've commanded my sanctified ones. That includes us. I've also called my mighty ones for mine anger. So he is angry at who? Them that rejoice in my highness. Who's he talking to? I hope you feel that big finger coming out of the sky and pointing right here. He's angry at America. Why? Because America was supposed to be... The <laughs> Walked right in front of the camera. <laughs> Somebody should have helped her. Because God started this nation to be the light on the hill. We're supposed to be taking the gospel to the world. We're supposed to be that golden cup of the Lord's hand. But instead, we've started sinning and doing wickedly. 
There's filth, just like Lou said this morning. Filth on the internet. There's filth in the commercials. You watch today's summer, a Super Bowl. I don't know what it is for the halftime, but it's going to be filthy. It's going to be straight from the pit of hell. Can I get an amen on that? We don't like it. But not enough of us have been able to reach enough of the sinners for them to stop sinning, repent, and receive Jesus. Here's the problem. God holds us accountable. Their blood is on our head because we didn't warn them. Well, we tried. You know, we put in the offering, yeah, but they wouldn't hear. They have free choice, and they've chosen not to follow Jesus. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people. A tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the host of the battle. Who's that? Want to guess? It's the enemies God is bringing down to attack and destroy us. They come from a far country, yes. Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, North Korea. Come from a far country, from the end of heaven, even to the Lord of the weapons of his indignation. Now what's indignation? He is angry. Oh, God is not angry at America. He loves America. Sure, he loves America. But he hates our sin. We have stuck our finger in his eye. We have told him to go to, as my mom used to say, H-E-L-L. That's what she used to say. H-E-L-L. We've told God to take a hike. So he says, well, you talk to me that way? Let me tell you what I can do. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, even to the Lord with the weapons of his indignation. It is, it is not the Russians that are going to attack us. It's Father God. We already look. Our border. <laughs> border? Even Reagan? And who was the other guy? Lincoln? Or that Several of them have said, without a border, you have no nation. So we don't have a nation. What has come across our border? Well, these are people looking for a job. Yeah, so we're looking for a job to blow up dams, flood. I mean, can you imagine if the Grand Coulee Dam or Hoover Dam were blown up, hole blown in it? Yeah, I mean, people that would kill. Not to mention all of the electricity on the western seaboard, gone. Hope I'm not giving them ideas. Do you know that there's only seven substations in America that have to take out? All I have to do is take out seven of them, and there is no electricity in America. Do you know they estimate that roughly 90% of America would be dead within one year if all the electricity was turned off? One says more than that. The weapons of his indignation... The angel that spoke to Dimitri said, God will hit America. Notice he didn't say when the Russians hit America. Russians can't do a, as we say down Texas way, a cotton-picking thing. Except for the courts of heaven allow it. Nothing can happen without his permission. Say it, nothing. Nothing, nothing can happen. Nothing can happen. It is his hand. He does it, and he is the righteous judge. He kills he makes a lie. He wounds. 
He heals, and no one can deliver out of his hand. Is this a different message this morning? People going, uh, you know, I got a roast in the oven. The weapons have end his indignation to destroy half of the land. He is going to destroy this nation. He's trying to warn the people that want to know. I want to know. How ye? What does that mean? He's saying we should be going, Lord God Almighty! We should be howling at him. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. How many of you think that we're in the tribulation? How many of you think that we are in the last seven years? How many of you actually think that? Now, I've got three, three hands. How many think that if we're not already, we're pretty close to it? Would you agree with that? How many of you think that you'll probably see the Antichrist in your lifetime? I do. How are you for the day of the Lord is at hand? In other words, what I'm reading you was written in Isaiah's day, which was, I don't know what, 3,000 3, years ago. But it's coming to pass now. That's what I'm to deliver. How you for the day of the Lord is at hand? It shall come as a distraction from the Russians. God. God is embarrassed with how America, supposed to be the greatest nation on earth, supposed to be the Christian nation, has turned from him. He's embarrassed. He's angry. He's fed up with our filth. We have done worse than Israel ever did. Therefore shall all hands be faint. Every man's heart shall melt. They shall be afraid. Who? Who's he talking to? Well, it's not just the military. Because when invasion comes in, when the Russians, the other invading nations, come in into our land, they're going up and down the streets. Who's fighting them? Well, it better be everybody. Everybody with beating heart. But that's what he's saying. People will get to where... Who gives that military man the strength to go and fight and kill the enemy in the face of bullets coming his way, willing to give his life? Thank you, sir. So who takes it away? God gives us the courage or God gives us a yellow stripe down our back. They shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold upon them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travail. That's what it's going to be like when the Russians come in. Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries. They shall be amazed one another. Their faces shall be as flames. Hmm. Why would they be as flames? You know, Trump just tried to say it in a talk the other night. He said, the weapons that we have today are so much bigger and more powerful than anything used in the past. We think what hit Hiroshima and Nagasaki was big. You know, those are like four kilotons. They have 250 and 350 kilotons. We're talking about something over 200 times bigger and powerful. They say that one could take out Fort Worth. One could take out Dallas. We're talking about nothing but scorched earth. 
Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce, fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, that's the second time he said out of it, and to destroy all the Christians thereof out of it. Did I make my point? We're a land of sinners. We're a bunch of tares. They get out there and they hold up signs. Choice! Well, you're making the wrong choice. Why isn't your choice Jesus instead of abortion? We're a nation in decline. We're a nation that is falling. We can't protect our borders. We can't get our president to turn when he knows it's wrong. He knows it's wrong. For the stars of heaven and the constellations shall not give their light. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because another scripture in Isaiah says that when he blows his glory out, that morning star, the sun, moon, and the stars dissolve. The earth and the sin on it dissolve. All of the tears, all gone in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. The stars of heaven, constellations shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and it's going forth and the moon shall not cause their light to shine. That happens three days before Jesus returns for Armageddon. I will punish the world for their evil. That's not talking about just America, but the whole world. And the wicked for their iniquity. Remember I said iniquity, okay, so if you smoke one cigarette, if you call that a sin, then if you're a chain smoker, you call that wickedness or iniquity. I will punish the world for the evil, for the wicked for, the wicked for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to, ch- to cease. Who's that? Pwah. I don't need Jesus. I mean, I need a peacock. That's all I need. Right, Lou? <laughs> That's what he's talking about this morning. Devils. We're a nation that worship devils. Every kind of filth. I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make it, now look at this. I want to make man more precious than fine gold, even the man, even a man than the gold, golden wedge of Ophir. What's that? Ophir is in southwest Saudi Arabia. It was one of, it was in the days of King Solomon. It was one of the wealthiest gold areas, the finest gold on the planet was found at Ophir. So what it's saying is the weight of man when God gets done destroying them, will be less than the weight of all of the gold. In other words, few men left. Isaiah in another place says few men left. It should be as the chaste row. What's a row? Very good. Excellent. I cheat. You've been reading your Bible and studying. Yeah, it's a deer. In other words, the people, they're not going to be like organized and civilized and living in their nice little house and they got running water in the tap and they got a toilet and they got electricity and they got a refrigerator with food in it, the world is going to be like deers chased all over. As the sheep that no man taketh up, they shall every man turn to his own people and flee everyone to his own land. How many of you were, your, your ancestors come from Greece? How many? Korea. How about Japanese? Nicaragua? Nigeria? Okay. So, but the point is, it's saying 
that many people will leave America and go back to the land of their ancestors. Everyone that is found shall be thrust through. <laughs> okay, so if you raise the red flag, I, I watched just yesterday this uh, thing on, on about World War II. It was telling about Hitler's rise. And it said that when Hitler went into Poland, for example, Poland opened their arms and said, oh yes, come on in, friends, come on in. And they, they uh, same thing Ukraine did, by the way, too. Come on in, be friends, yes, we love you, come on in. And then after they came in, they marched in without, no one fired a bullet. After they got in, they took over Poland. They rounded up all of the government officials, all of the military leaders, 20,000 of them. Put a bullet in their head. My dad used to say, those people that turn against this nation once the nation is overthrown will be the first ones to get a bullet. You betrayed your country. How do we know you're not going to betray us? That's what it's saying. Everyone that is found should be thrust through. In other words, they take no prisoners. We're talking about the evil of the evil of the evil, evil, evil. Well, don't they have some kind of Jesus in their heart? Look, if God tells him to go in and take no prisoners, this can be just like what Israel did when they said, kill man, woman, child, beast, take nothing out of the city but what doesn't go through the fire. Even if they found gold or silver, they had to, to melt it down to take it out of the city. That's what it's saying. Okay, so welcome to my world. Because when I read this, this is what I read it as a prophecy teacher. This is what I see into it. It's just that the first time in my life I have been released to really say what I really see. So welcome to my world. You think you have trouble? So why does Stan and Leslie sometimes needs to just stare at the wall? Everyone who's found should be thrust through. Everyone who's joined under them shall fall by the sword. Their children also should be dashed to pieces before their eyes. God is saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, get braced. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because it's about to hit. If he's telling me to go sell things, personal sell things, he's put on my heart that the Johnson family is about to be in a financial difficulty. I mean, and then he has Jason Meeks call me. Jason has a dream. Stan, I got a dream for you. He said, okay, here's what I saw. He said that you and Leslie personally are about to go through some difficulty. And if the prophecy club is to continue, this is what he said, okay? He's a prophet. Been through prophets, Leslie's prophet training. He said, if prophecy club is to continue, you need to start asking people now to join the prophecy club for $9.90 a month or more. And I might add, we've been asking people to do that. Because when the trouble hits, on an automatic thing, you know where it automatically hits their credit card. When the trouble hits, he said, you're going to need this to be able to make it through. So he's told me personally, I mean, tomorrow I've got some things I dearly love I'm going to start selling. Are you catching this? Now, hopefully you're saying, 
if he's saying this to Stan, it's not just for Stan. It's not just for Prophecy Club. Now, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to, as the world would say, I'm trying to scare the hell out of you. Now, hell defined as sin, understand? So I'm not saying that in the way that the world says it. I'm saying that in the way the cross says it. He's saying, get ready. That means, remember, what, what was the sermon last Sunday? Get the little sins out. The little bitty secret sins. The sins that we think nobody knows about. But he knows. Cannot tell you how many times I have sat down or got on my knees or something and I ask him a question in my heart. And the anointing touches me. Or other times I get a big yawn. In other words, John is no, anointing is yes. In fact, like I'm, I'm feeling his anointing right now. He's saying, yes, keep talking, deliver it. I believe if Jesus were here, they not, might not be exactly the words he's saying, but I, I believe that they would be close to it. I think he's trying to say, I love you, but I'm about to hit this nation. I'm about to hit it. 16, their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses shall be spoiled. You're reading the rest of it, right? And the wives ravished. Another thing I saw in World War II in color, I believe that was the name of it yesterday, it said that when the Nazis, the Germans, came into France and Poland, and um, where's the other one? When, when they went in, it was a scorched earth. They didn't leave hardly any prisoners alive. They made the prisoners dig long ditches, told them to get in the ditches, shot them, covered them up. And they said that they bombed the cities, they burned everything, they left a scorched earth, they left nothing. But they said almost all of the women were raped. In other words, they weren't going in to conquer. They weren't going in to take over. They were going in to leave nothing left. I think it was the devil trying to form a world government. He just failed. He failed because the greatest generation, Christians, our fathers and forefathers before them fought. And the Spirit of God was with them. And the Nazis didn't win. But the Nazis today call themselves Ukraine. <coughs> the home for the Nazis is Ukraine. And then their child is Switzerland. And who are we spending, sending billions of dollars in military equipment to? Nazis. The wives ravished. When I push this, it's supposed to go to the next slide. We're having technical difficulties. There we go. Behold, I will strip the Medes against them. Who's the Medes? Well, let's see. The Persians is Iran. Who's the Medes? 
Who did we just give $85 billion of the most advanced military equipment? We just gave it to them. Iraq. Meads is Iraq. Do you think Iraq is angry at America? Do you think they bring their brother, by the way, in the spirit, their brother is Iran. The Medes and Persians were brothers way, way, way back. You think they bring their brother Iran and also the Houthis and also Lebanon? Or do you think they'd bring them over to fight against America? Oh, surely not. I will stir up the Medes against them, which shall not regard silver. And as for gold, they will not delight in it. What do they want to do? Scorched earth. They want to destroy it. Why don't they want our silver? Why don't they want our gold? They just want to destroy America because they're Christian. Or they're, in their minds, they'll say they're Christian. Their bows shall dash the young man to pieces. They shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes shall not spare children. And Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms. <laughs> not talking about the old Babylon. The beauty of the Chaldees' excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. When the old Babylon was destroyed, it was not burned but the new Babylon will be burned with nuclear weapons. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. Why? Why, Bill, the man that works with nuclear plants? We were just talking about radiation. Yeah, Yeah, uninhabitable. Will not be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. Neither shall an Arabian pitch their tent there. Neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. The wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and the houses shall be full of doleful. Those are the most wicked and filthiest creatures. Owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there, and the wild beasts of the island shall cry in their desolate houses. And dragons in their pleasant palaces, and their time is near to come, and her days shall not be prolonged. Now, that was Babylon. Now, let's talk about the fall of Babylon. Well, there's more? Oh. That's only one chapter. There's actually six chapters talking about America. I mean, I could make you willing to not sleep for a couple of days. <laughs> Go home and have nightmares. I'm never going back to the Spirit of Pops Church. <laughs> this is what the prophecy teacher goes through. Because when I sit down and I read the Bible, this is what I see. It's just that I know that most times you guys can't. But all time over here, I'm, I'm hearing God tell me, and I'm feeling it in here, this time I'm releasing you. This time you can tell them all. And I'm feeling the anointing touch me even now. So now let's go to the fall of Babylon. Revelation 18, the angel Gabriel told Dimitri that the entire chapter is talking about America. After these things, I saw another angel. I believe that as Michael is the angel over Israel, this is the angel over America. I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. He cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen. Now, I want you to see two words there, is fallen. God does not put extra words in his book to make it bigger so he can charge more. When he sells it. When he puts is fallen in there twice, he means there's two fallens. The first is fallen is because of sins in the church. The second is fallen is because of killing the Christians. The first is fallen is when Russia attacks and, uh, and destroys us in one hour. The second is fallen is when the hand of God does it on the day of Armageddon 
where he, I'll read the scripture. Is fallen fallen has become the habitation of devils? San Francisco. New Orleans. Chicago. Is fallen fallen become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird? We want our abortion. Okay? Kinds of feel. Oh, now we're talking about, well, it's okay to just get the baby out and just lay it there and have a consultation between the mom and the doctor to see if we want to let the baby live. Only America. The Christian nation. For all nations have drunk of the wine. Now, remember, I told you that I did a study on apples and grapes. So, there's nine verses that have to do with apple. None of them say the apple is bad. But there's like 238 verses that have to do with grape or wine or wine press. Noah got drunk on wine. We know what happened there. Uh, big problems. So when he says wine, it's talking about sin. For all nations have drunk of the sin of her fornication. Now, fornication, we know it, is having sex outside of marriage. That's not what God's talking about here. He's talking about a nation that goes after other gods, like Israel did. So he's saying, for the nations have gone away from God. We were the nation that was supposed to take the Bible to the world. Now we've taken the filth to the world. Who is it that makes the filthy movies? Who is it that prints the filthy magazines and the filthy music? You've all listened to a song, you thought... Yeah, I like that song. I never listened to the words on... I never heard that, right? I can't believe I used to like that song. It got into us. For all nations drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Here's what that's saying. For all nations have gone away from the truth of God because of America. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. So, and the kings of the earth have gone away from Jesus because of America. And the merchants of the earth have waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Well, who is it that makes the world rich? Who is it that gets all... We, we buy everything from the world. I remember Trump was just talking about He says, okay, well, I want to get a list of the top ten things that you want from Mexico. And one of them was, we want the... We want, I didn't even notice that down there. I guess that's okay, huh? Didn't even notice it. So he says, I want these 10 things. And they said, Mexico said, we're not give those to you. He said, yeah, you will. We're not going to get, so he says, talking to the president of Mexico. He says, you're going to give me those or we're going to put a 25% tariff. Monday morning, starting at everything that comes out of Mexico. Well, let, let, let me call you back in an hour. So he sent his best negotiator to talk to Trump. After talking to Trump, he says, you're serious. He said, oh, yeah, I've got the papers here in front of me. I'll just got to sign them. It's 25% tariff on everything coming in from Mexico. Hour later, they agreed to all 10 points. 28,000 people guarding a border. I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Oh, this is not talking about America. I have put this on the internet several times. I cannot tell you the the comments that come back to me. Oh, you're wrong. That's not talking about America. 
Well, then why does it have this warning in it? I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. Now, what does that come out mean? I think right now it means come out, don't stop, or don't sin. But I do think that the Spirit of God is going to speak to our heart probably soon, and there will be a time when you're going to see masses of people coming out of America like rats leaving a sinking ship. I told you guys that 20 years ago, I had a dream. I was looking down on a plane. It was about this long, except for it was probably, you know, like a, a mid, mid-sized plane. And there was a stairway. People were going up the stairway, getting on the plane. And a voice spoke to me and said, two men will get on a plane with a virus. Before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. So I'm just waking up. I'm still kind of foggy. And I said, what? The voice rebuked me. said, you weren't listening. I thought, yeah, I hear that from my wife all the time. (laughs) Right, guys? Come on. Help me out. Thank you. So it said it again. Two men will get on a plane with a virus before the plane can land. Everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. For years, I thought, well, I don't understand. Why why is he telling me? Well, now I understand. He's laid on my heart. When we hit, I said when, not if. I said when we hit oil in Israel, one of the things I want to do is to buy an airline. I didn't say airplane. I said airline. Because he's put on my heart to fly Christians and Jews from around the world to Israel Because in the last days, that's going to be the highest probability of survival. Because the American Christian, the Christian killing machine is going to turn on here in America like, again, we can't even believe. The stage is set. What he's saying is, that step is about to be taken. Come out of her, my people. That you be for not, not partakers of her sins, you receive not of her plagues. Oh, I've got to give you a disclaimer. Anytime I say that, I cannot guarantee we're ever going to get the money drilled for or hit oil in Israel. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so if there's a time when our sins reach heaven, is there a time when our sins don't reach heaven? Yes, when they're covered by the blood. But now, since so many Americans have chosen not to go the way of Jesus... Now, our sin, see what I'm saying? To me, this is liberating. I'm finally able to speak my heart and teach prophecy the way I see it. Praise God. Of course, you guys are probably going to bite your fingernails, go out and start getting your car, start crying. <laughs> For her sins reach unto heaven, God that remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. Who's the you? Who is the you? Who is the you? Reward her, that's America, even as she rewarded you. Who's the you? Christians, right? Right? In other words, it's saying that America is going to turn into a Christian killing machine. Not just in America, but around the world. I'm going to show you the verse to prove it here in just a minute. Reward her even as she rewarded you and double in her double according to her works. In the cup that she has filled, filled to her devil. Meaning, as America has been blessed to this degree, 
bring trouble to this degree. Twice. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously? Who has the best chicken in the world? Who has the best Italian food? We have better Italian food than the Italians. We have better Greek food than the Greeks. We have better Mexican food than the Mexicans. Right? Right? We have the best food in the world. We have the best housing in the world. We have the best money in the world. Not anymore, he says. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow I give her. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen. And I'm no widow. And she will see no sorrow. Because I'm going to go in a pre, 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 pre-trib rapture. I was hoping you'd fill in the blank. I said a queen. And I'm no widow. And she'll see no sorrow. Therefore shall a plague come in one day. Death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. For the kings of the earth and the great men are the rich men are the chief captains. Yes, I did memorize it. Shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Standing afar off. Why do they stand afar off? Because she just got hit with nuclear weapons. It's nuclear. It's radiated. Nobody wants to run to help her. So they stand off and point. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment saying, alas, alas. The great city Babylon, America. That mighty city. For in one hour is that judgment come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her. Not that their friends are gone. Not that the Christians are gone. They didn't say, oh, look at all the churches got burned. We're going to miss all of those Christians. They weep and mourn over her. For no man buyeth the merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls. Fine linen and purple and silk, scarlet and all fine wood, ornamental vessels of ivory, ornamental vessels of most precious wood, brass, iron, marble, sentiment, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beef, sheep, horses, and chariots, and, and... What's that next word? See, this is saying that slavery is returning to America. And my brothers and sisters, at this time, it's not just the color of your skin. Probably if you're Christian. Are you hearing this this morning? And the fruits that thy soul lusted ever after are departed from thee. McDonald's, Burger King, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, standing afar off because they're afraid. I don't want to go into that. Weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. What does that mean? What are the colors of the priest? Uh, The answer is uh, that would be fine linen, purple, scarlet, decked with gold, precious stones and pearls. We are kings and priests. Jesus made us kings and priests. There's no other nation on the planet that identifies as being kings and priests. There is no question. This is talking about America. For in one hour so great riches come to naught, and every shipmaster, all the company of ships and sailors that meet his trade a straight trade by sea stood afar off and cried. Stood afar off. That's the third time he said, uh-uh, we, you know, we ain't going into that city. That's radiated. That got nuked. 
and cried when they saw the smoke of it burning, saying, What city is likened to this? America made great city, okay? This great city that cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all the head ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour she made desolate. Now look at these next words. Oh, by the way, I, in, in my notebook, I draw a line right there. Because from there back, so I want you to picture a little arrow there, okay. From here back is talking about when the Russians attack and take out America because of the sins in the church. However, starting right here down is what happens when God destroys America. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles, for God hath avenged you on her. So the first destruction, the first has fallen, is because of sins in the church. Because the church didn't recruit, she didn't get people saved. We have all said in our heart, well, you know, I found Jesus. They can go to church and they can find Jesus. And we have neglected, we don't want to, you know, offend, we don't want to push people. We don't want to push Jesus on. We want them to get hungry. I've done it too. But he still holds us accountable. So from verse 20 down, it's talking about when God destroys us. Rejoice over her, thou heaven. What? You mean they're going to rejoice over America? Yes, because America killed the Christians. But it's not just the Christians in America. It's Christians around the globe. We are the new bad Nazis. Well, we're supporting Nazis in Ukraine right now, okay? So we're... It, excuse me, I didn't see you there. <laughs> that tells me that the leadership in America is Nazi. They're supporting them. Rejoice over how thou have any holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. He's avenged the Christians by destroying America. A mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city be Babylon, be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. We will never rise again. The reason we never rise again because four months later, Jesus returns, I believe. And the voice of the harpers, musicians, and pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman whatsoever crafty be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine, no more at all in thee. And the voice of a ride goon or the bride shall be heard, no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. Who owns the big companies? Who owns the McDonald's? American? Burger King? Uh, <laughs> Brother's too well informed. He knows all my answers. That's a good thing. For by thy sword, let me back up, okay, in the middle of two. The body shall be heard no more at all thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Now, I believe that the sorceries that causes all of the nations to be deceived is our communications. Who makes the movies? Who makes the Playboy magazines? who makes the uh, filthy music, the lies in our news, who makes all that? 
Who owns all of that? Was not the good guys. Now, here's the verse that says we are supposed to be the world policemen. Here's the verse that says that Christians are killed around the globe, and it was our responsibility. We were the ones that were supposed to be holding up the wall. We were the ones that were supposed to be taking the sword of the Lord, the word of God, to the world and stopping this, and we fell. So God is saying, and in her, he's blaming America, and her was found the blood of prophets and saints of all the slain upon the earth. Now, either we fly all of the Christians to America to kill them, I don't think so, or it was our responsibility to see that all the Christians around the nation were not killed. He blames us for it. Now, I'm almost done. I've already covered this many times. But this is important. If you want to know, I'm going to show you some things to let you know just how far away we are from Russia attacking us. It probably is not going to come this year, though I can't guarantee it. But I personally think we're talking about probably two to five, six years away before the Russians attack. Now, that's a guess. I'm not guaranteeing that. Here's why I say that. So 2002, Leslie Heard in the audible voice, in a dream that night, this were the six things to watch for for the fall of America. Arafat would go into the hospital and die there, and that was fulfilled two years later. That Israel will give the Palestinians a state. I believe at the conclusion of this Israel-Gaza war right now that Israel will see that they can't overcome all of Islam. They're going to have to give the Palestinians a state. It is America twisting the arm of Israel making them do this. So God, when we split Israel, God is going to split America. The Palestinian state would be a temporary measure to do two things. One is allows the Israelis to strengthen their, 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 their military because they found oil. And because they found oil, it also makes the Jews willing to fight for their land. Now, you see number six there? I think there's some time between that one. Let me go to the next one. Then in 2006... She was told, audible voice again, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. We think, we do not know, we think that Omer is the 49 days between first fruits and Pentecost. There's 49 days between these two here. I think I've got that in a chart here in a second. I'll show you. Probably the next day, catastrophe hits America because if we split Israel, God splits America. Then the headline, one of America's greater times of need, we cry for the world to help us, and our good friend the Israelites do not help. Then Israel is attacked. That has to do with number six here. And Israel is attacked, America sends troops. Now, I believe that that's going to be four, five, six, maybe even seven years away. I'm just guessing. Then chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. It will start with an internal revolution. Now, that's putting the actual Russian attack of America yet down the road. And I don't have time to cover all this, but I made a program on this about in the last week where I spent the entire time explaining that. That is based upon everything I know, all of the dreams, visions, everything from me, Dimitri, all of the other guests we've had, everything. This is what I see coming in the order I see it coming but this is not thus saith the Lord. The things written are thus saith the Lord, but this might not be the order. So I would encourage you to pause 
and take some time. Matter of fact, I'll encourage you to pause and write those down. But let's go to the next thing. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, this is important. I'll have to cover it. Comes from Vicky Goforth Parnell. I believe she's hearing of God. Now, there's only part of it. Now, look, daughter, at the world map again. Tell me what you see. I looked. I saw a black and white tabletop map, and I saw war steps. So if you want to know when the fall of America is going to come, then you want to pay attention to this. I saw war steps written in red. I see different colored numbers on different bodies of land. Lord, what are these numbers I see displayed? They're running from one to six. Daughter, they actually run from six down to one. This is the beginning of the war steps until your once great nation is struck. What's he saying? He's saying these are six steps to watch for heading to the fall of America. Oh no, daughter, you know, man has failed to repent of their sins and turn back to me. This is part of the forewarned and foretold judgment. I know, she says. I respond sadly and heavily hearted. Tell me, daughter, what do you see? Okay, Jesus, my love, if we were counting down, I see Kazakhstan with an orange six. Ukraine has a purple five. Taiwan has a yellow number four. I see Japan with a green number three. But Jesus, my love, number two has two locations. There is a blue number two on both Hawaii and Guam. Little daughter of faith, once Taiwan is invaded invaded by the king of the east with China's forces, Japan will retaliate quickly, so will your United States. But not before China strikes upon Japan. With your military forces spending speeding to help Taiwan and Japan, China's forces with others shall attack the U.S. territories of Hawaii and Guam. Now, what's this tell us? Well, we didn't hear much about Kazakhstan being taken over because our news chose not to tell us. But that happened, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. But Ukraine, uh, that's recent. What, like 18 months ago? Getting pretty close to two years now. So the first two have happened. The next thing we can watch for is Taiwan to be invaded. Shortly after that, we'll see Japan attacked. And then apparently shortly, shortly after that, we see Hawaii and Guam. And then shortly, shortly, shortly after that, we see America attacked. So if you want to know, there it is. This will keep your military heads spinning. While all eyes are upon your once great nation of America, Babylon, and China, Then Putin of Russia, the bear, shall strike. He shall begin the first strike upon your land using various weapons, the power of nuclei, the nuclear weapons, including his hypersonic Satan weapon. Now, uh, I'm two minutes after. Should I go on? That wasn't fast enough. No. (laughs) Go forth, part L again. I'm seeing Chinese silk lanterns read with gold Chinese writing. Now they are paper. They're beginning to lift in the air. There's fire inside them. They rise to the sky. Many of them, the writing is large gold and not small on the lanterns. I see Xi Jinping and I see confetti falling from the sky. He's in a dark suit, white shirt, medium blue tie. I see golden dragons. The serpent's body ones with the head like the dragon's head drawn in tails of knights except it has a long, thin mustache. It's a grand celebration. That's important. Xi Jinping, I see it's a black vehicle, an open-top vehicle. It's clear, but somber, a somber day. And I see him sitting in a seat of honor, looking on the display of soldiers moving in perfect timing, perfect unison. It's a massive army of people. 
Xi Jinping is pleased that his soldiers, here it is, here it is, this is the important part. This tells us a when. It's the Chinese New Year celebration. When is the Chinese New Year? It only happens once every 50 years, or does it happen every year? Okay. So it doesn't tell us exactly the year, but it might tell us the time of the year, right? Okay, let's go on. Now I'm in a large room filled with gray computers from where I'm standing in front of some control panels. is a set of very large, wide windows. They're tall. I see out below what looks like airplanes, more like fast jets. There are people bustling about. I see pilots in pilot gear, uniforms, walking with helmets in hand toward designated jets. Some jets, I see them have steps, ladders being moved away. These already have pilots inside them. I see jets being fueled up. There are many of them in this hangar. I'm looking out over them, but I feel it's just one of many. What's getting ready to happen? An attack, right? Military is getting ready, right? Okay. Now I'm seeing a, a port yard, shipyard, a place of massive ships and boats. There's much activity aboard them. I see Chinese military uniformed people carrying large bags, which I feel are personal items, such as clothes being brought on board, one bag per each soldier, and they're not in white like our Navy officers, but green. What is happening, Jesus? Is it during the new celebration for China, or is it two separate events? No answer came. I see. I see Xi Jinping has received a call. Whether it is his personal phone or another, I do not know. He's listening. He's smiling. He speaks something in Chinese. I can't understand, but immediately I see the jet hangar and the ship's ports. They're starting the jets, and the boats are pulling out to sea. Jesus. Jesus, is Taiwan being openly invaded on the Chinese New Year? No longer in the secret of the shadows? Did you catch that? That was important. The day, the time has arrived, O oh beloved daughter of mine. I told you smoke screens are being removed. But also that Taiwan was a sign for you that is the time of war against your nation. It's a sign. Hasn't happened yet. You have warned people, including those you love, I shall always keep my word and promise to you, that which you have spoken, my name shall come to pass, for I am a God that will not, not or cannot lie. It starts in full and not in part for real, my love. For all I see, out from under the smokescreen of lies and deception. Okay, what's it saying? It's saying that the time is not yet, but it's given us something to watch for. The next big thing is Taiwan. We can see a lot of, I mean, Taiwan is running raids right now. What do we do? All right, I'm going to give you some suggestions. First thing, ask Jesus to forgive your sins. Well, I've done that. You know, I did that back in the fourth grade. I did it last night. I did it again this morning. I'll do it again tonight. I ask Jesus to forgive my sins because the Bible says the heart of man is continually wicked. Who can know it? But Stan, you're a pastor. You know what? <laughs> Thank you, sir. It doesn't matter. We all are, we are, our righteousness is as filthy rags. You know what that means? Menstrual rags. In other words, to God, it is filthy. We are all filthy. It's only through the blood of Christ that we can be cleansed. Amen. So first thing I'd say, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, you better get at it, bub. That's the way my dad would say it. 
Get at it, bub. Second, I would say emotionally, we need to prepare ourselves so we aren't a basket case, so we don't go into fear. We don't start biting our nails or whatever it is. I mean, just like me. I mean, when when he told me to go start selling stuff, I finally got peace about doing it when I'm over here kneeling, preparing for this talk. So I'll go do it tomorrow. And it's like, I don't want to do it. You know, the the flesh side of me don't want to do it. But I will do as I'm told. I think we all need to get a grip and prepare our hearts to be ready for what is coming. It's coming. It's not a joke. He didn't bring me up here to scare you. He brought me up here. Look, is it better to be scared today and prepared tomorrow or not scared today and not prepared tomorrow? I don't want this to come. You don't want it to come. But we all know it has to. We all want to win souls. We want people to start listening, receiving Jesus. Well, tell me another way that can happen. There's not. Jesus knows. He's going to do exactly the right thing at exactly the right time. He is the righteous judge. He is holy. He does not make mistakes. I would also suggest that you should get some gold and silver. I don't know where you are. Maybe you don't have any money to do that, and that's fine. Okay, if, you don't, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But if you can do it, I would send you to prophecyclubgold.com. Those people can help you. If you've got IRA, 401K, if it's in paper, Lindsey Williams said it's worth the paper it's written on. If you've got a 401K or, 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 or IRA, I'm not an financial guy, but I think I'm correct in saying that's paper. Am I correct in saying that's paper? Probably in most cases that's paper, right? If you got stock market stuff, that's all paper, right? <clears throat> Whereas these people can help you put it into gold and silver. You don't actually physically hold it, but they put it in a place near you, as close to you as they can get, so it's legally yours, and my understanding is where you can get at it in a time of emergency. Second thing, I'd recommend you go to josephkitchen.com. I think that God started that so that he could provide food for his people. Most of your long-term storage places, nine, $10,000 to feed one person for a year. Nine to $10,000 to feed one person for one year. You can do it for about $1,000 a person for a year at Joseph Kitchen. What you want to do is get yourself a a machine package, which is the gizmos to physically make the bread. And second thing, you decide how much food you want to get. It's all there. It'll self-explanatory. I would recommend you do that. Most important, ask Jesus into your heart. So I've kind of covered that page. Now let's go to the next one. Yes, I would suggest that you subscribe. But I put this on here. And yes, it would be nice if you joined Prophecy Club, nine ninety a month or more. But I put it on here because I want to ask everybody in the congregation and online, you should start watching Prophecy Club every day. It's not my ministry. God tells me what to put on there. Well, an audible voice, well, 
that, no, but if you think this came from God, then this is the same way the program is every day. It's important that you listening listen to the warnings God is putting out. And he has chosen Prophecy Club to be the platform to, okay, you know, the guy that or the lady that brings your food to your table to have this, this big plate and have other plates on there. Well, that big plate is Prophecy Club that's bringing you that end time warning. Start listening to Prophecy Club. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but I hear you on Sundays. Yeah, but I don't normally talk about Prophecy Club. If you're coming, if you listen to every one of the Sunday sermons, probably this first time in a year and a half I've talked on prophecy. You are not getting the warning of Prophecy Club by listening to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. If you want to get the warning of God, go to prophecyclub.com. Anyway, uh, also, if you ask Jesus into your heart today, send us an email to that email. We also encourage you to become a member of Spirit of Prophecy Church by going to Spirit of Prophecy Church or Prophecy Club. Click on the bottom left blue thing where it says become a ministry member. And if you'd like to donate, you can. there's your little scan thing. And here's how you work that. I remember the first time I was at a restaurant and they said, well, I said, can I have a menu? They said, that's the menu. <laughs> little thing like this on the, on the table. Leslie says, oh, silly. You know what to do. I don't know. What do I do? Take out your phone like you're going to take a picture of it. So I did. And there's a little yellow box formed around it. She says, now touch that yellow box. And Wah! There's the menu. Same thing. Now, I, that's how I discovered it. So now you know, too. Just like you're going to take a picture. And boom, voila, all of a sudden you're there. Anyway, let me pray for you. Lord, we have heard a hard message today. But we receive it. And we are glad that you brought it, even though it's scary, even though our flesh doesn't like it. We know it's good for us. We know it came from you. So, Lord, we ask you to take the fear away. Help us not to be in fear, not to be afraid. Help us react right. Show us the things that we need to do to be prepared to do what you want us to do in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for coming.